MG is a delight and you are going to meet her in my interview today. She has so much personality. It's absolutely infectious. M has gone from being a teacher to a personal trainer, then a mindset coach, which she is today. She mentors entrepreneurs and she is the author of Uncertain to Unstoppable, a guide to rewriting the BS stories you tell yourself and start living your best possible life. M is a coach speaker and a mentor. She mentors people and organizations all over the world to expand their mind, expand possibilities and create more impact. She works with entrepreneurs transitioning to their next level. And these are entrepreneurs of all walks of life and all sorts of industries. She's also living her life by design and is the CEO of not only her life, but her business and everything in between. So let's get this party started (laughs) with the incredible MG. And if you stick around to the end, you will hear us rapping. Yes, you heard it here first. (laughs) MG is going to drop the mic at the end of this session. Now, she claims she's not a rapper or a singer, but she does a pretty good job. I'm going to say she does rap for us and I also may drop her verse as well. So (laughs) let's do it. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lankuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck, to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion, and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Now, before we kick into this interview with MG, who is a superhero in the art of mindset and a woman who made over $100,000 in sales within two weeks by being unstoppable, I want to tell you about something special I have coming up, and that's Talent Manager Bootcamp. This course will take people from being the studio owner to talent manager in eight weeks by providing industry insights as well as the theoretical and practical knowledge you need to create your own in-house talent management service in your studio. Now, I'm launching this again. I only launch it every, you know, few months. So, doors are open for a very limited time from this June. So, do not miss out. If you want to jump on the wait list, it's josephinelancuba.com forward slash TMB. And I'll also pop a link in the show notes. Okay, let's meet MG. Welcome. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. 
Amazing, amazing. Look, I've loved watching your business journey. Um, look, on Instagram, have to admit, I've been stalking you a little bit. <laughs> and also just watching the energy that you have. Um, you know, I've been watching your course launches and it, it's been a lot of fun, to say yes. the least. Yes, yes. Um, we're definitely going to dive into that. We're going to dive into that. But before we do, happy belated Mother's Day. How did oh, you thank celebrate? you. <laughs> oh, you know what? It was a beautiful day. I have been really leaning into the art of practicing just snuggling in the mornings. You know, it's getting colder. And so we all, I don't want to say slept in because, you know, we there's no sleep-ins when your kids are four and seven, oh. but we woke up when we were ready. We had snuggles in bed and then I got absolutely spoiled. They've got to the age where they're just like, they love giving me presents. So it was like piece of artwork, random cookie jar, you know, all these things. And then my husband got me a light little hamper of stuff and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> so it was great. That's amazing. You've got a four and seven-year-old. I've got a seven and five-year-old. So we're sort oh, of how's that? similar mummy boats at the moment yes yeah <laughs> and it is like different chapters of different stages oh, can be very so different much. so much so much um look correct me if I'm wrong but I heard somewhere actually I think you were on um Tina Towers podcast recently and yes you might have dropped that you were a teacher correct I was I'd yes. love to hear about that how did you get into teaching like was that the beginning of your professional career no <laughs> No. Oh, God, you no. might have opened a can of worms here. So I originally did a diploma in travel and tourism, mm. and that was really just because I wanted to travel the world and I thought that that was the best way to do it. That led into a business degree in marketing, uh, which I did, you know, like before social media was a thing. So it's changed so much since I did my degree in marketing, but great foundational knowledge. Then I started working in marketing and hated it because I felt working for another company, I was just manipulating people to buy shit they didn't need, basically. Am I allowed to say shit on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I figured if you watch my Instagram, you know that I swear and it kind of yes. just comes out and then I'm like, Whoa, whoops, yeah. sometimes it's not okay. And then because I had that then moral dilemma of, okay, what are my values now? I don't like this whole marketing gig, even though interestingly, that's what I do now for my own business, but I know I have different values. I bring my values into my business and uh, my values led me to wanting to help people, which is now what I do in my business, obviously, mm. and became a teacher. So yeah, long story short... <laughs> So how did you then, so you talk about going, transitioning from, you know, being in tourism to marketing to teaching and then business, which, yes. you know, is the evolution of having a career. I mean, we, we all is. do it. We start in, in peculiar places sometimes and end yes. up somewhere completely different. But what actually was that turning point when you said, I'm going to start a business here. I, I, I want to be in business for myself. I was a burnt out teacher. Mm-hmm. as many a stories go with teachers and I see so many teachers turn to running their own business for the same reason mm. I knew that the way I was doing things in my job wasn't the way I wanted to do them but I felt like I had to because of the rules of the system and it felt like such a beast to tackle that I started just looking at other ways and i dabbled in a number of businesses before I became a coach. Uh, because Tell me I came, about that. I'd love to hear what was the sort of stuff you were doing before you, you got into coaching. 
started off with multi-level marketing, so MLMs. And that was, I think, just a really good introduction into what's possible and the personal development side of things, which, which was brilliant. And that then led into my interest in fitness because the MLM was in the fitness industry and I became a personal trainer. So I studied when, when I had my first child, I studied personal training, was interested in fitness. And I thought, why not help other people? I could work, you know, before school and after school while my husband's at school during the day. And, you know, like we'd be able to figure things out that way that would work around my life. So that was my first business was actually a personal training business. And since then I have also opened a co-working space locally in the town that I live in. So I've got a company there and also now my business coaching business. So there's been quite a bit of progression, but there was a few things, you know, like in between as well that I had ideas around that never really launched. I'm a manifesting generator by, um, human design if you know what human design is and that means that I have (laughs) I I have got so many ideas but a lot of them like I need to really focus and stick with one thing otherwise I'll just be like all over the place which is why before I was 30 I'd already had like three career changes (laughs) because I couldn't make up my mind and it's interesting because I mean a lot of the people that listen to my podcast in particular they're studio owners they're creative business owners and And, you know, mindset is so important, but it's interesting that you do come from that um, fitness background as well, because there is a correlation between fitness and dance and, you know, physical activity and having to operate programming in classes and, you know, education through movement. So I think that there is a definite correlation, but also the fact that you jump around a lot, I think is it may you may have a bit of a creative brain there tell me otherwise like do you see yourself as a creative person i didn't for most of my life until very recently because my mind when i thought of what creative was when i was you know in high school growing up i thought it was people who knew how to paint pretty pictures yeah. that was that was my definition of creativity which is very very interesting because now that i know what creativity really is I'm so freaking creative, you know, and I actually did. I danced for five years. I was doing American jazz ballet for five years. I loved photography. That was my favorite subject at school. And now I use creativity in my business every single day. But I didn't know that that was creativity until probably two years ago when, and even more recently this year, I've even been asked to speak at a massive creativity um, expo in September. So I'm one of the keynote speakers talking about bringing creativity into your business. And it's funny because if someone had asked me to do that two years ago, I would have been like, but I'm not creative. Yeah. And I find that interesting because from the outside looking in, I would definitely see you as that sort of creative business owner. So it's interesting, you know, I mean, what drew you to then that coaching mindset space? So you've you've gone into this whole business arena and then you said, hey, now I'm going to hone into coaching and specifically mindset. Why that decision? I looked at mindset coaching as a personal trainer because I saw, and this is a, a classic story of personal trainers getting into the industry and realising that the problems their clients were experiencing weren't actually the physical problems that they thought they were. You know, it wasn't actually about weight loss or whatever. It was really about loving themselves. 
And so I went looking for this mindset work that I could help them with. And I stumbled across NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and went and studied it thinking I was studying it for my clients, but actually came out, transformed myself. And that was incredible. So I moved from just doing personal training to having mindset coaching on the side, but it was more like fitness mindset and body love mindset. Then that moved into mainly just mindset because that kind of was what really was motivating me and driving me and making me feel incredible as well as my clients. And that became successful, which then led naturally into people coming to me and saying, hey, Em, you know, I can see you're doing so well in this. Can you tell me how you got to this point? I was making five-figure months and I'm very open about money and I think a lot of people, there's some people that don't like that. Oh, yeah, and especially in the arts and even with my clients. um, I had a coaching call only like last week and sorry, clients, I'm dobbing you in. (laughs) (laughs) But I said, right, so, um, you know, we were talking about a particular revenue stream and bringing it into their business and I said in the group discussion, I said, okay, Brian, let's let's share what would be a dream number you'd love to make from this particular revenue stream in your business like don't hold back if you could make any amount and literally crickets and everyone's like I was oh, gonna say cool. I bet I know what they said they would have said something like oh no I'm not driven by money 100% and then others <laughs> were saying oh I'm more comfortable with saying how many people I'd like to engage in that yes. activity but I I don't feel comfortable putting a dollar amount to it yeah. and I thought that was really interesting um, because I find, especially in like the artistic space, a lot of people don't even consider themselves businesses because it's passion driven. Mm, Yeah. Because they love it, then, you know, I I can't make money. I shouldn't be able to make money from that. Passion can absolutely equal profit. And I want to offer a reframe for, and I'm sure you offer them reframes around this all the time, but the the way I look at it is that if this is your passion, Imagine what more you could do for your passion if you had the money to put into it. Because the thing is, when you earn more money, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go and buy yourself a Ferrari, but it means that you can, I mean, by all means, go buy yourself a Ferrari, like for sure, if that's what you want. It's not what I want, but you know, whatever, who's to say what you can or can't buy, but you can invest that back into the community, you know, that is going to benefit from your passion. You, as the passionate version of yourself, you see the transformation that your work has on the people around you and the people that you work with. That's amplified when you have more money, you know, and that that to me is purpose, you know. Yeah, I get fired up about this topic. I love that. I love that. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, you talk really confidently about having these, you know, five-figure months, and, and I think that's important for people out there to hear because, um, you know, we should be able to freely talk about money. Or even if you have, you know, if you made 10 bucks and it all went to, to hell and back, like that's okay too. It's just about having those free conversations around money. So, yeah, yeah I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, do you, do you define money as success? Like how do you define success within yourself and business? What does that look like to you? Success is a really interesting word. And I actually think I define success differently on a daily basis. (laughs) So for example, if we, if we talk about monetary success, 
I have just released a $1 offer. And I don't know if you saw that on my Instagram in the last 24 hours, like it was literally just 24 hours that I announced it. Now, in terms of money, that only has brought me in $35 because 35 people have registered for that. But then I look at that and I go, okay, 35 people have registered for that $1 offer. And that's an incredible turnaround considering I only put it out in one, actually now two places. And I'm now able to build a community around that and build relationships around that. And that to me is successful. I'm stoked with that. I went and bought myself a bottle of wine to celebrate this. 35 people signed up. $35. Woo. Yeah. You know, I know that the psychology behind that is that when people start spending money with you, they get to know, like, and trust you. And I want people to get the opportunity to do that. So success really is defined by however you want to define it. And money can absolutely be a part of it. I know for me, money is a part of success because I see that allowing me to achieve the goals I want to achieve in, in my life and in my business over my entire life, you know, for, as my legacy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think as well, there's so many layers to success. Like you said, it can change and you don't have to be rigid, I suppose, if if I've captured what you said correctly. Like you don't have to be rigid in that thought process. It can evolve and change and success can look different. Exactly. Because the only constant in life is change. So the same, the only constant in success is there's going to be change. And you can kind of repeat that with any word, you know, the only constant in love is change. The only constant in communication is change. Everything's always changing. Yeah, absolutely. And what have you faced in relation to challenges, I suppose, in pursuit of that success? Like what has been like a couple of key moments where you thought, wow, that was hard. Yeah. Well, I've got a few. So (laughs) where do we start? I literally (laughs) did a post on um, Instagram today about how to fail forward because Mm. I failed so many times. I couldn't even, that was what I did uh, for a keynote presentation last year at one of the local high school leadership forums that they had. And they said, you know, we want an inspirational speech. And I got up and I shared about all of my failures because honestly, I think failures are inspirational. Uh, One that comes to mind that I will often share quite openly was the first online course that I created five years ago, which was all about fitness mindset for mums. So it was super niche, you know, like that's what we're told, like get really niche. Now I'm not particularly niche, but you know, I was, I had it all. I was all sorted. I spent six months making this amazing eight module course and I didn't really launch it. I just made it without really telling anyone. And then I sent it out to my email list of like 120 people, put a post on social media. No one bought it. And I was like six months of my work. And I was devastated about that, you know, but didn't give up. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to an influencer that I know. Well, I didn't know her, but I followed her and say, hey, would you like access to this for free? You know, you'd be perfect for it. And if you like it, share it with your audience. She agreed. Yes. She got into module two and she emailed me and said, this is not good. I'm not going to carry on and I am not going to be recommending this to anyone. (gasps) So I know Muriel. (laughs) she did give me good feedback, like good as in constructive feedback 
And as an influencer, I'm sure she would get stuff like this all the time and be like, oh, I'm not wasting my time on that. Totally get it. Uh, but I still cried for about everyone's two opinion though. Can we always trust everyone that tells us that it's rubbish? Like, should we listen oh, to that? Look, on reflection, I had gone from knowledge working just with my one-to-one personal training clients and not a lot with the mindset one-to-one and tried to put it into a course way too early. I wasn't ready for it. I was trying to jump ahead and it it was clunky. Like, I don't even want to look at what that course looks like, right? But if you think this was only five years ago yeah. to now getting to the point of, you know, making six figures in one launch, like as long as you keep going when you have those moments of failures, you cannot, you can't fail really because you you just keep going. You learn. Failure is just feedback. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there have been plenty of times, like even within my, like I have a, a performing arts studio, even within that I've launched um, a different type of launch, not an online business launch, but just launching different products and services. And it's, you know, I've invested all this time creating this new program or, you know, investing in this product that I want to sell, like a merchandise piece or whatever, and like no one wants it. Yeah. And you yeah. just don't know. You don't know yeah. sometimes. You know, you can put your you can put your heart and soul into everything and then put it out there and, and then it's not well received and it can feel absolutely devastating. Mm. But at the end of the day, like we were just saying, you know, the only constant is change. So things are going to change and you can choose how you change with them. You know, you can keep going or you can go, right, that's it, throwing the hat in, I'm out, you know, and I know there's been plenty of times where I have, you know, thought I'm just going to have to go back to teaching. I'm going to have to get a job. I'll have to work at the post office or something. <laughs> you know, just random thoughts like that. I know. Hasn't been so much in, you know, the last kind of 12 to 18 months because I've really felt that trajectory of my business take off. And I know there's no going back. I've handed in my, I don't have like my teacher's registration anymore. Um, yeah, so I am well and truly unstoppable now. I, it's Yay. running through my blood. <laughs> I love that. Like I said earlier, your campaigns online look like so much fun. And I just wanted to paint a picture for everyone listening because <laughs> if you haven't followed MG online, you've got to do it. Um, but honestly, it's mental. I, I think that's the best way to describe it. Uh, it's a little bit mental, but in all the best ways. So essentially here it is. This is what it looks like. So it's a little bit comedic and I hope that's okay because I'm not yeah. sure if this comedic. I call myself a closet comedian. <laughs> but, you know, you've got yourself there in, um, you know, your mama, CEO, boss wearing superhero costume, super high cut, by the way. Um <laughs> hilarious hero mask and cape um just strutting it you're totally strutting this look in the most peculiar places and it's it's hilarious but and then you know scribbled across is unstoppable I love that you've got to tell me why that like what made you decide to go down that outlandish sort of campaign (laughs) route like what made you go I'm gonna do I'm gonna wear this high cut costume lycra i'm gonna do it all and i'm gonna rock this like what's a good question on that why do i do this to myself why (laughs) i constantly ask myself that question because now i've like it's become part of my brand wearing that outfit 
and you know I have to show up to a webinar wearing it or I'm like on my IG lives wearing it or I've got to create on my reels and I'm going oh my gosh how much do I have to wear this thing that's literally like so high cut around your your region that you don't really want to be <laughs> exposing well it's great for body positivity I will say that <laughs> do you I know it that. is because interestingly like from a personal point of view my body hang-ups are around my thighs and mm. that's what's on show so yeah. It's quite fascinating that uh, somehow I've ended up doing this, even though I wasn't consciously thinking that. And I also didn't really, I wasn't really aware that it was going to become so much a part of my brand. Yeah. Um, but how it came about was me asking myself the question, how I can stand out. And this is a question that I've asked myself for a long time, you know, going into any scenario, what can I do to stand out from the crowd? Because as much as, there are enough coaches for everyone and there's room for more coaches in every industry we need to have a way that we stand out that we stop the scroll especially because my business comes from online um and that people look at it and go that's what they do differently or that's how they are differently and as a coach for for me people are they're paying for me as a human ultimately because they need to feel my vibe and like my vibe. And the word that comes up a lot is fun. And, you know, so many of us get into business and we go, okay, cool, this is going to be fun. And then we get into it and we've got to do all the things and we go, well, shit, this isn't fun anymore. And we lose the fun. Yeah. And I want to inject that back into the work that we do, you know. So how can I embody that? And then I was thinking about the, the word unstoppable, right, which was I'd already decided was a word that I wanted to, to bring into all of my branding, this word unstoppable. And it was actually my husband that said to me one night, you know, like the Incredibles, what about the Unstoppables and making it like a superhero? So that then was it has become my signature group coaching program. Is he in marketing too? Uh, no, he's a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but he's had some cool ideas and he would love to leave the teaching industry. So, you know, we've talked about him being my creative director at some point uh, with his ideas because he also created my big unstoppable wooden sign and spray painted. He loves doing woodwork and all that kind of stuff oh, and amazing. refurbishing furniture. Yeah. Um, just a little plug for him there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, he, he came up with this idea. I was like, that's cool. And originally I got a cartoon made. I got like this little cartoon character made of Mrs. Unstoppable. And it was me with my pink hair, which I don't have right now, but I, I do on and off depending on whether I can be bothered with pink hair. And it looked cool. And I got sent, you know, from the graphic designer, I got sent back these, these little Mrs. Unstoppables. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, cool. But it didn't really light me up. Like I didn't look at them and go, yes, this is amazing. And it wasn't anything to do with her design. It was more that it, there was just something that wasn't fitting that didn't feel like, like it wasn't me because it wasn't me. It was a cartoon. So that was when I thought, well, why not actually dress up? as Mrs. Unstoppable. I love posing for photos because, well, if you don't, when you're in business, the type of business that I'm in now, like you've got to get in front of the camera because your brand is you, right? Yes, totally. And um, yeah, got some photos taken by a friend, thank goodness, because very revealing outfit and some positions uh, <laughs> don't leave much to the imagination. <laughs> and use those photos in my, in my launch 
And it did. It stopped the scroll, you know. I used them in Facebook ads, which was really good because that was like over Christmas where Facebook ads are impossible to get anyone to stop the scroll. And, yeah, it was was fun too, you know. I had fun with it. It was overwhelming in some ways because I was having to deal with my own, you know, thoughts about my own body image, which we all have, regardless of how much work. Like I've done a lot of work on that, but you know, we're still we're still human. Oh, totally. No one's getting younger. <laughs> I think that's what I loved about it too. You know, so on behalf of all the women that are late thirties plus to yonder, thank you, thank you for being so <laughs> proud of who you are and showing it because it's amazing. We love seeing that. It's exciting and it did stop the scroll. Yeah. I love that line too, stop the scroll. That's going to be a thought that I'm going to have from now on whenever I'm putting things up for, for, you know, launching new things. I'm going to be like, stop the scroll, Joe. stop the scroll. And even when you're thinking about like what to write on social media, you know, it's what I try and ask myself is what would stop me in my tracks? Because we're everyone's scrolling. You know, we've got the infinite scroll. We cannot stop. But something stops us at some point. And so if you're trying to capture your audience, you know, what what will make people go, huh, what's that, you know? And often it's not your really well-posed branding shoots that actually stop the scroll. It's something random, you know, like it might be you holding an eggplant. Yeah. And you're like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Actually, um, funnily enough, I did a reel, which is my highest viewed reel, and it was me saying that, um, you know, I was, my new word for the year is opulence. I'm going to, and all that means is for me just to, you know, not wear my old bras and go buy some new ones for God's sake. So like put some value in myself. I don't have to, you know, basically do all of that stuff that typically we do as mums and all that sort of thing. Like look after myself a bit and it's okay to go and buy a new top or do something or go on a holiday or buy those pair of earrings. I can afford to do it, right? If yes. I can, I will. And so, um, yeah, and so my biggest viewed reel is me burning my bra and saying it's safe for me to, you know. Wear the <laughs> nice lacy bra. bra. And that's it. And, and I'm literally burning it. And it's like yeah. burn, baby, burn. Destroy. People love that stuff, right? So <laughs> I learned a lot of this from uh, a coach that I worked with last year, Heidi Anderson, and she she's got so many great ideas but one of the ones she did was having she had a photo shoot with a hair dryer and she was blowing the hair dryer in her face and she was like I'm gonna blow you away with these ideas you know just like using that play on words and she's sitting there like reverse cowboy on <laughs> on the chair in her underwear with a hair dryer and then it says I'm gonna blow you away and you know just, Silly stuff like that, that, you know, you might, I think the biggest issue with doing that for a lot of people is worrying what people will think of them. You know, like when you, when you do something that's kind of like, oh, shock value. Um, And that's why I think mindset work and internal work is so important for any business owner, no matter what business you've got. I've got, I work with so many different types of businesses. I've got a a carnivore products business at the moment that I'm working with, which is fascinating. I'm learning so much about the carnivore lifestyle. Uh, I've got a creative website in New Zealand where they help to bring creatives together to sell their products online because Interesting that you say creatives don't like selling by the sounds of it, right? They don't want to feel like they're 
you know, selling to people. And so working with her as well around that unstoppable mindset, because if you don't have the mindset to overcome the stories you tell yourself, you're going to tell yourself a story that will stop you from taking action that will ultimately impact your business. Totally. Absolutely. I noticed as well on your website, you mentioned like different, like the different things that you go through in your, in your program, whatever. And one of them was that you talk about boundaries. So it's like a whole module in itself. Um, and I'm, and I love boundaries. I'm still, you know, working on my boundaries. Um, so what are, what are your boundaries? Like, what are you like? No, that's not going to fly for, that's not going to fly for MG. (laughs) (laughs) My boundaries again are changing all the time. So it depends on the week. It depends on the day. It depends on the chapter of life that I'm in, but I always communicate my boundaries as they change to the people that they affect because that's one of the things I've learned is that I will change my boundaries and then I don't tell someone and then they cross the boundary and I get grumpy and I'm like, wait, hold on. I didn't communicate that. Backtrack. But I always have boundaries. I love that. That's key, isn't it? Because, I mean, you can say, oh, how dare they text me at 10 o'clock at night? But I didn't let them know that I don't want to be texted at night or don't text me after five because, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. But I do have some very consistent boundaries around communication with clients. Mm -hmm. And that is that, you know, from it's Monday to Friday business hours. And I have a channel where my one-to-one clients are able to contact me through Telegram, which is a voice messaging app. But I do not check that on the weekends or in the evenings and they can message me in there on the weekends if they want to, because they might have this download that they need to get out and that's fine, but I won't respond. Um, And I make that very clear right at the beginning. So they know that, you know, that's not going to happen over the weekend. And I also, in the last 12 months, introduced boundaries around using social media, just in general, personal use and business use on the weekend because oh, I'd love to hear that. That's like, oh my God. It's so good. Like so what this is one, the boundary? I delete the apps off my phone oh, okay. for the weekend, um, which was a challenge because I had the story about like, oh my God, I'll delete the reels that I've got saved, you know? Um, but if you, as long as you download the reels and save the audio, you've got everything. So it's fine. It was just that I was trying to find excuses not to delete the social media and then it would creep back in. Even if you take it off your homepage, you know, you still will find it in your search bar and you'll get to the app. So I delete it and I don't go on socials on the weekends. And it's incredible because it gives me space, headspace. And some of the best ideas I've had in the last 12 months have come to me on weekends when I have not been on social media because I've got space for creativity, right? I'm not like going, filling my time with stuff. I've just got time to let my mind wander. And when you let your mind wander without scrolling, you're just like, wow, what about this? What about that? And then light bulb moment. I love that. I might actually give that a go because I I do find, well, I pre-schedule my social media. Well, for my for my studio and my agency business service businesses, um, that's scheduled by, you know, my admin assistant. She does all of that for me. And then but then for my personal brand, I do it for myself. Mm. It's my voice and I'm still doing it for myself. Um, do you schedule your own stuff or do you have someone do that for you? Or I have a combination. I love doing things on the fly. I find that my energy comes through a lot better when I do that. 
but I do have scheduled posts as scheduled posts as well, just not very many, two or three a week. But that just means that at least if for whatever reason, I'm just like, oh, I can't show up. There's something coming. You know, I don't have to think about it. I can let it go. Okay. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So I schedule daily posts for the week, but then if I have something on the fly, I'll do it. But I like that idea of being switched off social media for the weekend because I don't actually need to do anything. And do you know what? It increases your reach phenomenally on Monday. So when you take two days off, yeah, you jump back on on a Monday, think really carefully about what you're going to post because so many more people will see it and whatever it is, you know, you just want to be aware that, okay, lots of people are going to see this. How can I make the most of that? And I think that's because the algorithm goes, oh, she hasn't been on Instagram all weekend, so let's make sure that she gets lots of notifications to keep coming back because that's the way the algorithm is set up, right? They don't want you to not be on Instagram. So then it works in your favour on the Monday to be like, I'm back. Here's something that I have to offer. Oh, I love that. It's like I'm getting a mentoring session. (laughs) (laughs) I love sharing these things. And you know what? It's funny. Like it's something that I've realised, but I don't think I've really shared it publicly. And I should because so many people would benefit from knowing this. And it's also a nice little bonus for taking the weekend off. It's like congratulations for taking the weekend off, Joe. Now you're going to have an extra boosted post. Totally. Um, I'd love to broach the subject on your last two launches. So you mentioned previously that you had this launch of, you know, you've done five-figure months, you've done over 100K launch. Um, You did in the last two launches from what I could tell and what I followed, and correct me if I'm wrong, of course. Um, So you had two launches that I followed. There was one where you made over 100K and mm-hmm. you did that over eight days, right? Obviously, there's pre-work. and There's all the lead-up, oh, yes. No, it was two weeks. The, the actual, that launch was actually two weeks long. Two weeks, right. It opened cart, yes. Okay, so you opened your cart for your course for, for a couple of weeks and you made over 100K. Amazing. And then you took a break. You came back yep. nearly three months later and you relaunched the course, which is very common in the online space. People relaunch the same course over and over, and you know that's how that gains traction over time. And that that follow up um, launch made something like thirty something k. Yes, um, is that right? Thirty <laughs> thirty two thousand. Yeah. Okay. So that's a really big difference. Yes. And that's, you know, your energy though was really, it seemed high from the outset looking in on both of them. And it seems like it was all happening because, and I, and I want to broach this because a lot, this happens a lot to all business owners. You know, we, we have enrollment seasons for studios where, you know, last year's main enrollment season was massive. And then you get a dip this year and you're trying to figure out what What happened. What happened. You know, and it can be deflating and it can also be a learning experience. Yes. Tell me about that whole, th- like, how did you feel after that and what you learned from that whole experience? How I felt after it was actually quite relieved, but that does not mean that during it I wasn't like, oh shit, what's happening? Uh, there was a roller coaster of emotions. I know it probably seemed that my energy was 100% in the game during that launch, but I was sick. I got quite sick during the launch and that sucked big time because once you've committed to a launch and you've done the pre-launch and you're in that in that space, you're committed, you're making it happen. And so I definitely think that 
I was unable to show up the way that I would have in the past. There was a lot happening behind the scenes in the first one where I was in people's DMs and, you know, having conversations with people. And because I was sick, I was really struggling to do that. So I wasn't able to do that. I also think there was too small a gap between the two launches. So it's quite a high ticket offer. We're talking, you know, like $5,000. Right. And so for it to just be 10 weeks, so it wasn't three months, it was just 10 weeks. And there wasn't really enough time in between to have that opportunity to get to build relationships with people at that level. So awesome learnings from it because ultimately what I've walked away from is knowing that I'm only going to launch this twice a year, so six months apart, which feels... You made that decision based on that outcome? Partly, but also because I was so exhausted from those two launches so close together that I was like, I don't want to do that every three months. So because it's a high-ticket offer, I think twice a year is actually so much better for my own energy but also gives me time in between. Now I'm in this in-between space where I'm working on my business. I'm working with the Unstoppables. I'm working with my one-to-one clients. I've got a couple of courses that are evergreen available for people to purchase if that's something that you know they want in the meantime. But I don't need to be pushing, pushing, pushing right now. And that feels so good. And I've not been in that space in my business before. And the only reason that's been possible is because of the work of those two launches earlier in the year. I also did not think that I was going to make 100K in that first launch. Like that was crazy. I mean, obviously I did it, but but I didn't expect it. I was aiming for it, but I often aim higher than what might be predictable or what people might think yeah. is is possible. And so when that happened, I was almost like, oh, okay, I can do this. Why don't I just do that again soon? And it was more like a decision that was coming from a space of, okay, cool. I'm just going to rinse and repeat rather than give myself the space to think about, you know, what I need to do in order to get to that point again. Yeah. Uh, but it does happen. Like I know the first five figure month I had was I went from $4,000 average a month to mm. 12 and a half one month. And I was like, oh, I just tripled my income and I celebrated and I got excited. And then the next month it was down to like eight. And I was trying not to get disappointed because eight was still double four, but I'd gone from 12 and a half to eight. And I was like, oh, how do I keep this up? You know, and that was, became stressful. And that's, I think, a very common feeling in business it's like well we we don't know what's going to happen next month we don't know what's going to happen it's that uncertainty all the time Mm. and how do you protect yourself from that well it comes back to mindset again (laughs) yeah exactly I mean what's a strategy that what's the strategy you do to overcome that sort of that disappointment when when it doesn't go to plan when you're like oh how come I I did it last time. What's wrong with me? How come I didn't do it this time? Like that fear almost like maybe it's a fluke. Maybe I can't do this again. You know, all those little fears and doubts start to creep in. Yeah. So when that kind of thing is coming up, the first thing I do is allow myself to hold space for that feeling that's coming up momentarily. And it's really important that it's momentarily. So I will put a date on it or a time on it, depending on how big a deal it is. Mm. You know, if it's something that, 
you think you could probably move on with quite quickly, give yourself a pity party for an hour where you just sit down with a bowl of ice cream and watch shitty Netflix that makes you cry and just let, like go, all right, I've got this hour, I'm throwing myself a pity party. And then you've got a timer on your watch and it's like, right, the hour's up, pity party's over, what's next? And then the next part of that is going, okay, so what did I learn? What can I take from this? How can I move forward? And asking yourself questions that get you back into momentum. And it doesn't even need to be the right decision to get you back in momentum. The analogy I use is imagine you're driving a car and you're in momentum, right? So you're, you're driving, you've got your foot on the accelerator, you're going in a direction, you're in momentum. If you want to change the direction and you're already in momentum, it's easy. You just turn the steering wheel and you go in a different direction. But if you're not already in momentum, it's really hard to turn the steering wheel. You're like trying to yank it and you're moving the, the tires like on the concrete and it's not going anywhere. So just take a step that gets you doing something. And then once you're in the momentum, you can change it and be like, actually, no, this is the way I want to go. Um, so I hope that makes sense. It's really about honoring where you're at, letting yourself feel it, and then choosing to look at things in a way that help you go into some kind of action, positive action. Mm. Yeah. And I think for myself, even like I do try to, I try to be more aware of the moment. I, I, I do have a tendency to say, get on with it, like, or even not celebrate. So something mm, good happens yes. and I don't go, oh, you've got oh, to celebrate. Let's enjoy that instead of great tick. What's next? Yeah. Yes. Celebrate all the wins because every win, big or small, it gets you into the state of winning. Mm. It makes me think of that song. I'm going to sing it. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm dancing. I'm loving it. (laughs) Actually, um, I I heard, you know, I'm sure, you know, the famous swimmer and Olympian Lisa Curry, you've heard of Lisa Curry, of course. She says success and winning are so temporary. What's your take on that? Everything's temporary. So, yeah, like nothing is forever, but you can also kind of define how long you feel that success too because say you have a success today, in three years' time you can reflect on that success today and feel the feeling of success that you felt today in three Mm. years' time. That makes sense. Like it's totally, totally reflect and feel it. Okay. Tell us what an unstoppable mindset means to you. Oh, this is a good question. This could be like a whole book. You realize the answer to this. Well, you have a book, and uh, we'll be plugging that in the intro. We plug that in the intro. Don't you worry. But yes, so we know you've got the book. But tell us. I know you. An unstoppable mindset mean. It means that no matter what, you don't stop. Mm. But it also means that sometimes you do stop if you need to in order to be unstoppable because actually slowing down and like I was talking about, having that space is what we need to be unstoppable. Often we think of unstoppable is just doing, 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 going, 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 don't stop. But that's not it for me in the way that I teach it. It's having an awareness of where you're at right now in your mindset, 
in your actions, in your emotions, and taking stock of that and going, is this working for me? Is this helping me move the needle in my business, in my life? And if it's not, how do I need to change that right now? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's, you know, taking a whole different path. Sometimes it's taking a step back. Sometimes it's keeping on going with what you're doing. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Yeah. I'm having an internal giggle actually because um, this morning I've been doing this self-created 28-day challenge, which is like, you know, mind and body and all sorts of things. And it's got to do with food and drinking water and reading books and all the things. And um, anyway, yesterday I quote unquote failed, right? So I, I didn't read my book and I didn't do the thing and I didn't drink enough water. And this morning I got up and I said to my husband, <laughs> I'm just having a laugh. I said, I'm, I'm starting again. So because I felt I have to start on day one of the oh. challenge every time I slip, right. I start back on day one. And I said, and I go, and I'm starting again. He goes, why are you doing this to yourself? So I said, because champions don't give up and I'm a champion. <laughs> well, look, whatever like, makes okay, you keep going. Walk. Bye. <laughs> he's like okay then honey yep sure you are a champion champions don't give up yes and you know if it works for you to tell yourself that amazing but also you know there's a very all or nothing way of looking at things right it's like if I didn't do it all it doesn't count but actually what we forget is that that first one percent that small bit actually counts for a lot so even if it was just that you did one thing on that list that is likely one more thing than what you were doing before you started the first round of the 28 days right yes and so when we when we're really hard on ourselves and we don't give ourselves you know the space to be human and not perfect then no matter what we do externally if we're still beating ourselves up internally, it, it doesn't necessarily let us feel the feelings that we could be yeah. feeling of success. And that's my that's my problem. And thank you so much for this um this you know psychology session. I reckon. Um. Okay. So, keeping the momentum going. Any daily rituals or advice for everyone out there that you daily do? rituals? Yeah. I ask myself every day, what do I need today? Because I've got, you know, I love journaling, I love meditation, I love moving my body, I love dancing to music, I love all sorts of things, but I ain't got time for all of it every day. (laughs) So I love snuggles in bed in the morning at the moment. I'm not getting up early. I'm like, no, that's what I love. So what do I need today? I love that. What do I need today? It's snuggles at the moment. (laughs) I love that. Who or what inspires you? Do you know what? I honestly get inspired by everyone. So one of the things that I think I'm going to call it my gift. Whoa, did I just say that? That's weird to say that, but I'm saying it anyway. A gift that I have is that I can look at anyone and see so much potential, no matter what shit they bring to the table and say, blah, blah, my past, I can't, whatever. It's one of the things that I can see in every single human that I come across. Mm. And so I get so, so inspired by that, you know, and my my own clients, I get so inspired by them. Uh, I get inspired by the coaches and mentors that I've worked with. I just see inspiration everywhere, which I think is 
part of what makes my life fun because if you can see inspiration everywhere and I think it's a choice too you know like looking around how can I find inspiration Um, but another thing that's separate to humans is nature I love nature it's part of the reason that I I actually live in country western Australia Um, like you know Perth is the most remote city in the world and then I live 400 kilometers from Perth (laughs) so I love nature. It inspires me, even though I get FOMO missing out on so many things that happen in the city. It's it's a one and a half hour flight. Like it's not that hard. Um, but nature is definitely an inspiring thing to me. I think it's just fascinating and the energy is incredible. And it always brings me back to myself and that connection. It's beautiful. Yeah, amazing. And we're going to, well, we're catching flights. We're going to be seeing each other at the um, Her Empire Builder Women's Retreat in Uluru. So that's yes. going to be fun. I am so freaking pumped. Like, <laughs> I cannot wait. I have not left the state in two and a half years. Like, actually, by the time we go, it'll be three years because I had all these trips planned for 2020. And then, you know, WA was the state that just was, we weren't going anywhere. So, oh, I cannot wait. I know. I just caught my first plane actually a couple of uh, weeks ago. Um, I went to Melbourne. I was um, touring, oh, beautiful. Yeah, touring a production that I wrote and was producing and it was amazing. Yes. And then I got to come back and I was like, oh, my God, that was so fun. Just to, And even just to be away from the kids and the family. I know. Travelling without children. I'm going like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the best. <laughs> I'm going for a week um, before I see my kids again. <laughs> Sorry, kids, but I'm excited. No, and you deserve to be. So what is next? What's next for MG? What's coming up that you want to share with our listeners? So usually at this point in a podcast, I'd be like, well, I have this amazing program. No, 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 no. But the thing is right now I'm really working on my business and, and the foundations and systems of my business. And So what's next for me is getting all of that foundationally set up in a way that is so easy and streamlined for me. So it's actually all about me. It's all about me. What's next? But in saying that, there is always, you know, what's available if people are are looking at the things that I do. I have got a signature online self-paced course, uh, Unstoppable CEO Unleashed, and that's suitable for any business type. It's really about that mindset, about Mm. taking ownership of the way you think. It's got the money stories section in there. So you can go, what are these money stories? I'm telling myself the beliefs around money. How can I change that to create more impact, more income, boundaries, all of that. So that is probably the number one place I would send people if they're listening to this and thinking, okay, you know, I need a piece of MG in my life. Yeah. (laughs) And you've also got the book as well, right? You've got Uncertain to Unstoppable. Uncertain so to Unstoppable. everyone can check that out. And I assume that's available. Go to Amazon. Amazon's the best place to get that. Um, Amazon.com.au. Make sure you go to .au because if you order it from America, they print it in America and then charge you a fortune in postage and you'll wait four weeks. Oh. Whereas Amazon actually have printing in Sydney. So yeah. there you go. Amazing. Now, before I leave you um, or you leave me, either way, depends which way you want to look at it. Um, I saw on your website a wrap. Oh, God. (laughs) 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it for you first. Let me see how I go with the flow, right? And then we'll right. see. <laughs> and then I'm gonna see if you remember it. Okay, I so I'm I do trying to find it. I had a 400 kilometer drive to Perth, <laughs> and I practiced that rap for 400 kilometers. <laughs> so you should know it. Now yep. I don't know the rhythm at all. Okay. Okay. So I'm cool. gonna give it a shot. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> all right. I'm getting ready. Boom, boom, boom. My name's MG and I'm here to help you see wherever you want to be, you can absolutely be. You know you meant for more and you can't get there by thinking how you thought before. So get out of your comfort zone, but you know that you don't have to do it on your own if you join Unstoppable. <laughs> Pretty good. Like that's better than I did it when I did it on stage. I didn't have it in front of me and I was shitting myself because I was on stage in front of 120 women and I'm not a rapper and I'm not a singer. No, you did this for fun, right? Just to kind of get some attention and <laughs> so get it going. Fun. Yeah. So yeah. fun. Are you going to rap for us now? You ready? Yeah, go on. All right. Do the boom but I'm worried that there'll be a delay in the thing and we'll be out of time. So I can't because we're on Zoom. Okay, but I'm in spirit going boom, boom, boom. My name's MG and I'm here to help you see that whatever you want to be, you can absolutely be. You know that you were meant for more, but you can't do that by doing what you did before. So get out of your comfort zone and know that you're not doing it on your own. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> you know that's going to be like the little promo take that it's going to be. <laughs> oh, God. Look, absolutely go for it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. If anyone wants to find out more about you, where should they head to? Where can they find you? Best place to go is to my Instagram. That's that's my social poison of choice. And that is at BeThinkDoCoaching. At BeThinkDoCoaching. We're going to pop that in the show notes for everyone so you can find the beautiful MG. Thank you again. Thank you. That was Take fun. Care. Before you go, I just want to introduce you to some amazing studio owners who have come through Talent Manager Bootcamp. Please meet Stephanie and Caitlin from Ignite Dance Co. and Isabella from NT Dance Productions. We've just finished the Talent Manager Bootcamp with Josephine Lane Cooper. We found it really informative, but also super easy to follow along and to fit into our busy studio lives. Our weekly meetings with Joe were also really helpful in consolidating what we had learnt in the weekly modules. And Joe made it really, really clear um, and easy to see how much it would benefit us and our studio growth. After completing the course, we now feel ready to implement and are excited for what this will bring to us in our studio. Hi there, I just wanted to jump on and share my experience in the Talent Manager Bootcamp course that I've just completed with Josephine Lancouver. Um, I think Jo's such a great personality and she's managed to fit all of her information and knowledge into some very bite-sized manageable pieces during the course. Um, each of the modules I found really exciting and I could see how we could easily implement this in our studio. Um, and also we had our weekly meetings which really consolidated everything that we had learnt in the courses. Um, I would highly recommend the course for any studio owner looking to improve and expand their current offerings in their studio.
We have a bunch of amazing studio owners that are doing Talent Manager Bootcamp and have had great experiences and results. If you would like to learn more or jump on the wait list, remember, just head to josephinelancuba.com forward slash TMB. The link is also in the show notes. Thanks for listening, everybody. 